Welcome to the Live Fit Listens podcast, a safe space of growth, personal development, and overall wellness with your host, Olivia Catania. Diving into the realms of all things health, conscious living, mental expansion, and much more, this podcast is designed to help you evolve into your best self and live fit. Let's get into the show. All right, you guys, welcome back to the podcast, episode 15. If you're watching on YouTube, I tried to make this somewhat cute. And I don't know if it's just cluttered now or cute. I kind of think it's a mix of both. I didn't actually didn't even know my, I didn't realize I put my rose quartz here, but I guess I did. But I have my journal, my book, a little bouquet of flowers. And I guess Rosie, my rose quartz decided she wanted to be in this. And I have my cup of tea. So here we are. I feel like it was fitting because this episode is all about emotions and stuff like that. And I've turned to my books and my journaling to help me feel better and process my emotions and all of that good stuff. So my gratitude for today, which is a little bit ironic because I wrote this yesterday and now I'm sitting down to like actually record this and I'm reading what I wrote down that I'm grateful for. The gratitude I wrote was that I am grateful to have experienced living in a ski town, which is still very true, holds true. But just yesterday, we did not have a good day skiing. That's all I'm going to say. But also I'm realizing I wrote that in past tense. I announced on my YouTube channel that I am going to Hawaii for two months. And I just kind of wanted to like let you guys know because I've been wanting to like reference it. And now since it's like out in the open, I feel like I can and like it will be known and it won't be like weird and like people will be up to speed. So that's happening in about a month. Um, I'm going there just to give everyone an FYI, a little 411. In my most recent YouTube vlog, I addressed like why I'm going and all of that good stuff, my whole intention behind going if you're interested in that. And so today's episode was actually requested, um, specifically more so of how to cope and deal with anger. And I thought this was such like a kind of a weirdly specific request, but such a valid one. And coincidentally, I got more requests after that first one about specifically dealing with anger. So I obviously like took that as like a sign, like clearly this is what's resonating with the collective. And I was thinking about my answers to how I've worked through anger over the years. And I've realized that my answer really can go can apply to any emotion, to dealing with any emotion. Um, and so I guess that's what this episode is going to be completely about, just in general, about how to deal with your own emotions and how to process them and work through them. Um, definitely might do more parts to this one, but I kind of just wanted to give, just explain like kind of my own process of to, as to how like I work through my emotions. And this is very fitting for me, specifically also with anger. I used to have like really, really, really bad temper tantrums growing up. Like ask any of my close friends, my family, they will tell you firsthand. Like I, I don't know what it was. It was like literally almost like a character trait of me at the time. Like I would just have such a bad temper or not. I don't know. I would just get and even now I still do it when I get upset. I shut down, but it's like even multiplied back at that point in time. A, just because I was younger, I was less mature. And I don't know, I just would always get these like really, I would just get so frustrated by situations. And then I would never know how to come out of it because like, this is so immature. But again, I was young. I hated the concept of like, how do I now? It was almost like losing my dignity when I like had to come out of that being angry and like now had to talk to everyone again. You know what I mean? Like, cause I used to get really mad. I would just go 
be super quiet and I wouldn't talk to anyone. And then eventually I was like, okay, well, how am I supposed to get out of this and now start talking to people again? Like it was such like a stripping of my dignity. And I hated that concept, that transition of like, okay, you can't be angry forever. Like, how do I get back to this? Like ask what we're having for dinner. (laughs) So I just like wasn't a good time. And now like I do not get angry nearly as frequently as I used to by any means, not even close. And I rarely get as consumed by it. Again, not even close by how I used to. So I've experienced such a huge improvement. Obviously, a lot of it is due to just maturity in general, and then just becoming more emotionally intelligent as well and self-aware. And also The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle actually really dives deep into how to process your emotions. And I think that's like a really awesome book um, that's kind of overlooked for that purpose. So if you're looking for something like that, I definitely would recommend The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Definitely have mentioned it before. And it's just a great book where he really, because it's all about just overall gaining awareness and consciousness and elevating your consciousness. And it just helps you look at your mind in a different way and become more present in your mind and deal with the things that goes on in your mind. So definitely recommend that book. But in terms of like tangible steps, the first thing that helps me so freaking much, and I think it's the first step towards kind of coping with this emotion is recognizing that you are not your emotion. And it kind of sounds redundant, kind of sounds like, okay, like, what do you mean by that? But I'm telling you, when you fully grasp this, I think it really changes the game when it's pretty revolutionary because we are so programmed to say like, I am sad. I am happy. I am fat. I am hungry. Like we always put I am. And of course, when we say I, it's we already just automatically associate our identity with those things after the phrase I am. That's why affirmations are so powerful and just the word is so powerful in general. And I think that causes such like a misconception mentally and the the issue that I have with that when you say those things or like when you have that perspective within that like you are your sadness it ties so much more you're so much more consumed by it you're so much more wrapped up in it because your identity is placed in that emotion it becomes your state of being of your like your frequency that you're vibrating at when really it is just something that you are experiencing So this is what I mean when I say like when I for the title it says create space with your emotions That's exactly what I mean when you understand and recognize that you are not your emotion you are the one experiencing your emotions you are the observer you are the awareness that that emotion is taking place that whole concept is what will create the space between you and your emotion which will allow you to not be as consumed by it which will allow you to not identify with it and will then allow you to have such a more objective viewpoint and um i guess plan of attack when it comes to finding a solution out of this state of feeling and it just is really really powerful so that's what I mean when I say create space with your emotions and I remind myself it's almost like hard for me to explain because I have a I like visualize things in my mind but like when I'm feeling something like I'm telling you that's been such a game changer and I'll tell myself like create space create space and that just means to kind of I think of myself like in a movie theater and I'm watching in the movie like I'm sitting in my chair and I'm the one watching the movie so it's kind of like when I'm feeling angry or sad or frustrated it's like I'm watching someone 
Does this make sense? Like I'm watching someone experiencing those emotions on the big screen, but I'm still further away. I'm the one observing it and having that like sense that just will give you so much peace. It will take your power back and give you a, so like I'm saying, it will make you view your situation in so much more of an objective way, which will then allow you to have a more constructive, you know, plan of attack to solve the situation or to process your emotions. And I feel like a good example is like if you're looking at a really beautiful sunset, right? You're the one observing the sunset, you're experiencing watching the sunset. You that doesn't make you say, "Oh, I am beautiful." You know what I mean? That's kind of what I mean when I say create space. Like you are not your emotions just because you are experiencing it or witnessing it does not mean that you take it on as your identity. It is something that you are viewing, you're observing, you're witnessing, you're experiencing. I really think this is the number one thing that people miss. And I feel like at least even for me, I guess I'll speak for myself and experience when I get so consumed by my emotion and I don't take that split second to say, live, create space, create space with your emotions. I find it so much harder for me to have clarity in the situation. It makes me feel like my world is crashing down. It makes me feel so consumed. That's the word I want to keep using. It makes me feel consumed by my emotion. Like there's no way out. Like I'm stuck. Like I'm like kind of getting suffocated by my emotion. And so creating that space allows me to not feel like my problem is as big or feel like that emotion isn't as heavy. And like I'm saying, it makes me look at the situation more objectively because I'm not necessarily like taking the emotions to heart. If this all makes sense, I feel like it'll make more sense if you like really try to apply it. And once you feel it and truly feel it in practice, you're going to be it's all going to click and you're going to say, oh, I get what she's saying. So I think. Once you've done that, and like I'm saying, it allows you to look at things more objectively, like this is then when I ask myself some questions to think critically, to just like question in a good way of why I'm feeling this way. You know what I mean? Like, where is this emotion coming from? Is this my own genuine reaction or is someone else projecting this emotion onto me? Can I improve or change the situation that's making me upset? Is this emotion I'm feeling like a trigger you know is something triggering me to feel this way is this a trauma response all of these sorts of things help me just try to then kind of find the root cause to then be able to go about a solution and I kind of spoke about this in another episode I think I just previously about self-love about how when you actually make you know your thoughts and take them out of your head and make them more tangible and make it identify a tangible problem, quote unquote, then only then are you able to come up with a tangible solution to get out of that tangible problem. Otherwise, it's kind of this just like big, you know, theoretical, um, it's not tangible. You can't really place a target on it. This problem where you can't really put a finger on it because it's too ambiguous, too much up in the clouds, but kind of pulling it out, making it into an actual tangible problem allows you to actually come up with a tangible solution to then be able to solve this and move forward. And I think once you kind of recognize that and ask yourself some questions and especially the biggest question of, can I improve the situation or change what's making me upset or not? And Really, there's only two options with things that make us upset. You either change it or you accept the situation. That's really it. It's not complicated. I think we, you know, I don't know, we get more caught up in our heads about, you know, like the correct way to solve the situation or how to get out of it or just how to deal with it. And so many of us will just sit there and complain and sulk in it and just marinate in those negative emotions or rerun the negative situation, all that sort of stuff in our head. And it, that just, that does nothing. It just, that just doesn't serve us and it never will serve us. And if anything, it's going to 
enable us and keep us staying stuck and living in that negative vibration and staying in that same situation. So that's another thing that I realized that really helped with my emotions. I'm like, dude, if you're unhappy right now, either change it. Can you change it? If the answer is no slash you're not willing to put in the work to change it, you need to accept it and you need to stop complaining. You need to look for the positives and just completely surrender to the situation that you're in. Because literally like that is the only thing left to do. And this is when I say why I believe ignorance is bliss. Because sometimes there's just nothing else left to do. So why would you not try to manipulate your viewpoint and your perspective to see it in a positive light for the cards that you have dealt that you can't change? That's just how I want to live my life. Some people don't agree and would rather, I guess, live the realistic route. But if I'm given a dealt, like dealt a card of, what's a hand of cards? <laughs> I almost said a card of hands, a hand of cards that I can't change, but they're less favorable. Why would I not manipulate my viewpoint to see it in my favor, to see something of of light, of good, of positivity, of optimism? If I can't do anything to change it, like there's nothing left to do at that point. So that's just truly like how I believe to live my life with pretty much anything in life. Just what I think back to like, especially my anger, like circling back to the main request, I guess, of touching on anger and coping with that. I just know what used to make me feel so angry is I just would get so consumed with my anger. Like I'm saying, I just would let it fester. And then that's what would make me not get out of it because I wasn't creating that space. I would identify with it and I would let it swallow me whole. Like that's what it felt like. And I'm not saying like create space to in a sense of like putting your arm out and like not letting it ever reach you or having you process the emotion. Like I'm not saying that to like push it away and create a distance so that you never experience it. I'm saying allow yourself to experience like allow yourself to recognize that you are the experiencer that is experiencing the experience. And I know it sounds funny, but it's so true. And like, and you can still allow yourself to fully experience these emotions without letting yourself get engulfed in them and swept away and lost in the emotion. And this was actually fully in, now I don't remember the book. I think it was maybe The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, where he was talking about how you need to let your emotions pass through you and flow through you. And I have really been trying to put that into practice ever since reading that book. And it really does make a big difference. And this is a way to allow yourself to validate your emotion and feel this emotion, feel your natural reaction, because it is what makes us human. After all, like we are emotional beings and that is okay. And that's part of the human experience. But when he was saying, let it flow through you. And actually this is a perfect segue into the next thing that I wanted to talk about. It's allows you to surrender to the feeling and allows yourself to not fight it, not try to push it away, but let yourself feel it and surrender so much to the point that you are just opening up the floodgates and you are letting yourself feel every single component, every asset, every single facet of that emotion to the point where you are completely allowing it just to clear through. Think of it kind of as like what I'm seeing in my mind right now is like, okay, floodgates with like a path of no resistance, right? Or a path where there's a bunch of spikes in there and a bunch of obstacles within that same flow path. Obviously, the water is kind of going to get caught and need to be flowing around those obstacles that are kind of going to be slowing down the processing of that flow of water, correct? Same thing of your emotion. If there's a lot of obstacles in there, if there's a lot of resistance to the situation, if you're feeling like you just keep questioning, complaining, asking why is this happening to me, just being like, I'm so frustrated in this situation, all those things represent the obstacles that are in that flow path. And so 
by having those things present, you are slowing down the actual processing of the emotion and allowing it to just completely pass through you. But if you rid yourself of all of those things, rid yourself of just resistance in general, open up that flood path. So it's just completely clear the quicker it's going to be for that emotion to be able to completely pass through you and flow through you and therefore allow you to process it faster and allow it to pass and come and go. And I think that's kind of what I mean when I was saying fester with my anger. Like I would be so frustrated in the situation. I would have so much resistance to the situation. I would keep replaying why it's making me so mad and just so irritated. And I just wouldn't let it go. I wouldn't let it flow through me. And that's what would just prolong me getting over it because I wasn't ever giving it the space, creating the space for it to flow through me, flow past me, whatever you want to imagine in your mind and I really think that's why I used to get so caught up on my emotions because it's like that's gonna you know what I mean or if like there's barbed wire around a fence that's another thing I'm seeing it's like there's more stuff like you know there's more opportunities for things to get stuck on it instead of having like a sleek fence where the wind can just that, that wasn't a good one but like what gets stuck on barbed wire? You know what I'm trying to say? Do you know what I mean? Like it, it creates such like a clear flow for these things to keep flowing through us. And I guess that's something else I realized just in general is like trying to minimize resistance within me, within my energy body as much as I can. Because that was kind of the same thing. Like we're completely all energy. Everything is energy. And it's, and I'm always pictured as like a flow of water. And so if there's a bunch of resistance in me to situations or to my life or to who I am or to what I look like, I'm just causing buildup of energy within me. And that's what causes misalignment, uncomfortability and anxiety and just all those things inside of us that just causes misalignment and unalignment. And so I try to just do that within myself of just surrendering to the present moment, to the present situation. And it goes such a freaking long way. And there really is such a big difference between ignoring what you're feeling and actually just completely surrendering to what you're feeling. Accept it, recognize it, let yourself process it. And like I said, try to improve the situation or accept it and then let it wash over you like a wave because it will pass along with everything else in life. And surrendering was such a huge thing that helped me in just ridding resistance because if you truly, truly put that into practice, like I just had this thought the other day, like it really, truly does pull the plug from a lot of freaking negative emotions and just the things that frustrate us on a day-to-day and just cause us negative reactions, honestly. Because if you think about like where a negative emotion stems from, like I want you guys to do this as an exercise. The next time you feel upset, say, why do I feel this way? Where is this coming from? It is, I can guarantee you the answer always is because you are having resistance to the present moment. You are not accepting what is in the present moment. You are I don't know the another word like you were just resisting what is and once you actually able to fully accept what is accept the situation surrender to it release that resistance that's when you get your power back you take your power back and it's not it's that's you taking the power back of your emotional state and not placing it in the hands of external circumstances anymore back to again I think it was episode number two, Step Into Your Power. If you don't know what I'm talking about, check that episode out again. But that's just another example of when we give our power away is when we get so consumed and caught up by these external circumstances or things that happen in our external life. Rosie's on the move. And um, and we let those things dictate our internal space, which is just very much so the pretty much the epitome of the definition of giving your power away. So surrendering to your situation, surrendering to what is, releasing resistance, 
that's what allows you to give your give take your power back and decide how you actually want to be feeling. Because the thing is, you can sit there and you can complain and you can be pissed about something, be frustrated about it, but it's not going to change it. Those emotions are not going to change it. And it's crazy because us as humans think experiencing and feeling those lower vibrational states of being in low vibrational emotions for some reason we think that feeling that way is constructive and is going to help us but really the only thing that does is restrict us from seeing the solution from getting out those those emotions keep us trapped I'm not saying that again not to feel them and that we need to push them away and that they aren't don't have their place they 100% have their place 10,000% and we are supposed to feel them for a reason but the point is to allow them to be as they're temporary all emotions are temporary and for some reason we tend to latch on to those negative emotions just for a little bit too long for whatever reason and we sulk in them. But the point is to use them as guides, as navigations to know what is good for us, what is bad for us to learn from. And the key is so that's what I'm saying to let them pass through you feel them get the lesson from them, but let them go when it is time to let them go. So you are fully able to move forward. And I want to give you an example as always because I can't believe I haven't given an example this whole episode. But I said this actually in a vlog not too long ago where I it was like a month ago now. And this was the time I got pretty angry this day and I hadn't gotten this upset in a long time, like long, long time, like months, 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 maybe even a year. I don't even know, but it was a really long time. Like I couldn't remember that day a month ago. I was like, wow, I can't remember the last time I was this frustrated. And so basically what happened was long story short, we were going skiing. I had to pay for, I have a season pass, but some days it's called blackout days and you have to pay for a pass anyways, because it's usually like a busy time. So people have season pass holders. They still need to just buy a ticket, but you usually can get it for half price. Long story short, it was way more expensive than I thought it was going to be. It kind of was a whole miscommunication. It was a whole scenario, but I was so bummed out and I was so irritated and frustrated that I had spent that much money on a ski ticket that I... I mean, and I, I know this is going to sound whatever, but like I have been skiing the same mountain since I was three years old. We hadn't gotten new snow in a while. It just was not that it wasn't like ooh crazy powder day or like new, you know, new mountain that I haven't skied at. Like it was the same thing I had been skiing for like 20 years and <laughs> I just paid a lot more money than I thought I was going to spend. And it just was a pretty unfortunate situation. And I was so frustrated by it. I was so frustrated because I was like, this was so avoidable. And I just couldn't wrap my head around that. I spent that amount of money for something that I can do on a right like literally I could do the next day for free because I already had my season pass and I was sitting there and I was so frustrated because I kept replaying it in my head in my head and in my head and I just kept thinking about how frustrated I was and that's an example of not ridding yourself of resistance I had so much resistance to the situation because I just couldn't allow it to come through I was so irritated with it I was so frustrated I couldn't accept it because I just was so upset about it and all of that is is just pent up resistance that's preventing me from being able to move forward and so again I was upset for a bit and there was a long like for the first time in a long time and I had I held on to an emotion like that and I realized I was like live release resistance release resistance surrender accept it you have to let it in and that's the only way you're going to be able to move forward. So I just told myself, release resistance, accept what is. And when I tell you it completely changed, it kind of was like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. I breathed and I said, you just have to accept the situation. It's done. It's not going to change. It's not the end of the world. You're safe. You're healthy. Your family is safe and healthy. No one is dying. 
It is okay. Money goes and money comes back. And I wasn't even like really pissed about spending the money. It was like the principle of the thing that was frustrating me because I was like, that was such an avoidable thing. And I was frustrated with myself. Like it was just one of those things because it was so avoidable and it just seemed like a stupid, inefficient decision, if that makes sense. And I was like, it happens. It already happened. You got to swallow the pill and you need to move forward. And so that's kind of something, an example of what I mean when I say release resistance, because we just keep replaying these situations and we hold on so tight to the concept that we are frustrated. And if you're holding on so tight, how do you ever expect that emotion to leave? You know what I mean? It it won't if you're holding on to it that tight. And same thing, like something little, like if you're stuck in traffic or whatever and someone cuts you off and you get pissed, that's you having resistance to the present moment. That's you not accepting what happened. That's you having hateful emotions towards the present moment where if you just surrender, allow, say I release resistance to the present moment. It is what it is. It happened. It is done. I take my power back. I'm telling you, if you like talk yourself through these things, You're going to be able to process your emotions so much better from a seat of awareness, from a seat of consciousness, from a seat of maturity, and it is not going to consume you like it used to, and you're going to be able to look at it from more of an objective light and not get so suffocated by these emotions all the time or these external circumstances or these external situations. I'm just telling you, anytime you're frustrated, ask yourself why you're frustrated and it is always going to be because you have not accepted the present moment. You are resisting it. You are not letting, you are not allowing what is happening in the present moment to happen. It's almost like you're in denial and so you're just pissed about it. You know what I mean? But if you're like, this person cut me off, that's what happened in the present moment. It's okay. Like it just, it's so empowering. And I'm telling you, it really does pull the plug from a lot of negative emotions. And I'm not going to say this is going to help you in one day when you do it, but try, really try to put this into practice. Be conscious about it. Have more awareness about your thoughts, about your emotions. Create that space as step one. Like I'm saying, if you do anything, take anything away from this episode, try to at least have the awareness of what you're feeling, what you're thinking, so you don't identify with it. And then you therefore can create space between that thought and between that emotion. And therefore, then you can then go on to react objectively and actually have a problem solving mentality to help yourself process these emotions. And I guess the last thing I'm going to say that I'll leave you with is just overall having more awareness with your thoughts and with your mind goes such a long way. And this is a practice. I want to be very clear. Like I said, this isn't going to happen overnight. This is something that you truly genuinely need to practice to help yourself gain awareness of and also to help you learn how to actually process and work through your emotions. But such a big initial step that a lot of people miss is that they don't even have the, they're not, they're not looking at their mind from a seat of observation, from a seat of awareness, from a seat of consciousness. You know what I mean? That's kind of what I was saying when people get consumed by their minds and of their thoughts and of their emotions. Like you are not that. You are the person. You are the awareness behind those things. You are the experiencer experiencing those things that are happening within your mindset. And so I think just kind of taking a step back in your own mind, asking yourself questions, thinking critically, asking yourself, how am I feeling right now? Why am I feeling this way? What emotion is this? Trying to identify things and just kind of, I don't know, taking a more intentional and mindful approach will allow you to get more so in the driver's seat um, when it comes to deciding how you feel, your thoughts, all that sort of stuff. Um, And so I think that's going to be a really good practice for you guys to try to put into place of just living inside of your mind in a different way from a different perspective. 
And if this topic interests you or you're still a little bit confused and you kind of want to dive deeper into this, two books that I really recommend, again, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle and The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. That book was amazing also to process your emotions. Those are both linked in the show notes down below. Um, It will take you to my Amazon storefront. I have all my books listed there for you guys, but I think that's the biggest thing that really helps me for sure is just sitting more so in the seat of awareness in my mind instead of being the one who's like only looking through my own eyes. I don't know how else to explain it. It's so hard for me to explain because I just have a visual in my mind, but I almost see myself like in a chair looking at myself, my avatar that people see in my reality, whereas opposed to a lot of people are just looking straight out through their eyes. And so that's why they're getting consumed by their emotions and by their mind when really there's another layer and it's bigger than that. I don't know how else to explain it. I'm going to go. But for the affirmation for this episode, I have, I am the observer of my mind and release resistance to what is. I am the observer of my mind and release resistance to what is. If something's irritating you from day to day, I'm telling you, tell yourself just this affirmation as well. Just say, I release resistance to what is. I release resistance to what is or just I release resistance. I release resistance or I accept what is. Whatever resonates with you to just surrender to what's happening in the present moment and it will take so much of the pain a way that you experience from the day to day. So I love you guys so much. I hope this episode helped. Life is challenging sometimes and I sometimes feel like I'm in denial with recognizing that but as I get older the more I'm able to kind of swallow that and know it's that way for a reason and having I guess just more respect to that whole concept as a whole. So I don't know. Anyways like I said I love you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for listening and hopefully I'll see you in the next one. Peace out.